I'm going to ask a little bit of forgiveness. Uh, Sarah started us off. Confession's good, right? I'm going to ask for a little bit of forgiveness. This might be a little bit different message than more message this morning than normal. It's a, probably a little bit more of a testimonial. Uh, we do have scripture. And if you don't tell any of my uh, preaching professors, uh, that would be good. Uh, I have the testimonial, and I found a scripture that, that, is reminded, that I was reminded of that kind of goes along. That's not how you're supposed to do it. That's how they say, you know, we take a scripture and allow God to move in that. But, and that's what we normally do. But uh, we're going to go over in a little while, not right now, Psalm 34. If you want to turn to that, you can do that now. But I'm gonna just, uh, I had a lot of people ask us this week because we know this, the Asbury revival that we've heard about. We've already talked about that there's, you never really know what to think about these things, right? And you have a pastor and uh, your pastor never knows exactly what to think about those things either, right? But you have entrusted me to guide you. And I feel like a lot of times that we need to experience things and you know what i read a lot of things chrissy read a lot of things she wrote uh, actually a nice uh, uh kind of summary of what we experienced there we're going to do give you some of that today as well but i feel a little bit like some of these apostles that you know they were going out and and they would send back letters of what their reports were or what was in front of them and and i feel that it is our our really responsibility to to speak to these things these are spiritual things in our world right and so we, we need to discern those. It says test the spirits. You don't know what they are. And if you get online and you look up, you can find whatever you want to about this revival. You can find, some think it's the best thing since it happened there in 1970. You can find others that think, oh, their theology at the school is bad, so it can't be good. There are some, as I read, that said, you know what, since it didn't, this is very specific, and there were a lot that said, since it did not start with it the being about the gospel being preached, then it can't be true revival. They were defining what true revival is. I found that truly astonishing. What arrogance that they get to define what revival in the church of God is. Wow. They're like, oh, you know, that school allows women preachers, so they can't be true revival. Oh, that school, they, uh, they're, they're, they believe in, in free will. They get, that, that can't be. That's not of God. It can't start of God. But, that they're, the, the guy that got up and spoke, and you know what? I listened to a lot of his message. It was kind of an unremarkable message that before that. It truly was. And I don't say that to knock him, because I've had some truly unremarkable sermons before, too. It's okay. That it wasn't his sermon necessarily that prompted it, but it just it, sometimes it just takes that one part of a message, not the whole message, to make something within somebody say, I want more. Or that hits me in a way that I want that. That's an ember that starts to burn. And, and it actually, he said, you know what, I just invite you to stay if you want to pray some more, if you want to talk to God, if you want to confess. And everything, some people left and some just stayed there. And it actually started with the confession out of someone's heart about some of the things that have been happening in the last year in their lives, and one became another, became another, became another, and that is out of the confession. But I guess since that wasn't the gospel being preached specifically in their way and in their timing, I guess it just can't be true revival. The saddest part that I read about is that I got the feeling in several of these posts that they weren't rooting for it to be true revival. Wow, that's heartbreaking. Even if you don't believe it is, 
Why would you not want it to be? You, you claim, not you, the general you, you claim that you want it. But then try to find every way to knock it down that it could not be. And so Christy and I wrestled, and, and I think she really wanted to go last Sunday night, and I just didn't feel like that was our time, and I didn't feel like that was when we were supposed to go, and, and um, we didn't, but then the week then, because sometimes when husbands and wives don't communicate perfectly, is anybody else like that? Oh, I thought it was just us. <laughs> I thought it was just us. We got to, I don't know if it's Wednesday, it's like, we, we, we actually could have went on Monday, but, but the it was just miscommunication. It's not that we didn't, that I didn't want to go. It just, I wasn't, didn't think it was that night. She thought since I didn't want to go that night that, that I didn't want to go. And guess what? We just didn't talk about it anymore. That's never good, right? But we did, and we wanted to go experience that. Now, I'm going to be very honest. I, I, I really, I went with an openness and a discerning heart. Because, you know, not everything. We're supposed to test the spirits. We don't know what it was. We don't know what it's going to be. And, you know, what people can come in and change things. And, and there can be good and bad in all of these things, right? That we could have a thousand people come and be in the right spirit. And we can have two that come and it'll be bad. But that doesn't mean the whole thing is bad, right? See, there were people that came to the revival that others, oh, it can't be a real revival because that person came. Wow. If someone's not of God, where else do you want them to be but in the presence of God? And so we wanted to go, and probably for many different reasons. There's a curiosity. There's a something that says, if this is real, if this is true, if God is manifesting himself in a way, if he is speaking to us and his presence is in a special way, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to regret not going. I think we said that. I don't want to regret not going. And when you think about it, are you really going to regret going to something like that? And even if it was wrong, then you know and you can speak firsthand and you can speak and say, you know what, this is what I saw. And so this was my testimony to you what we saw as, as our congregation just wanted to share with you what we saw. And you know what, this is, this is what some of those missed. Some of the people that wrote about this and had some, some very negative things to say, they went for an hour. And they tried to say what they experienced in the entire time was a good representation of what had been going on for about 300 hours. Now it is actually stopping. It's changing tomorrow. It's not going to be a 24-hour thing. And uh, that doesn't mean that it's run its course. Because guess what? This is the the end of the, the message today. That's not the revival. That is the Spirit of God. But the revival is within us. That is what we've been asking for, is a revival within the church, not a church. It is with the Spirit that we come to Him every day that we go and that we have a heart and a desire for the things of God, not the things of man. That we need those reminders and we need something to be rekindled in us every once in a while. If it takes that, if it's there, if it's here, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, those things. So it may be slowing down there, but the question I've got is, what is it doing within you? You didn't have to go to that to be in revival. 
then we have all these problems. You read these people. Some people, revival means different things. You know, sometimes it's just what it used to be that we, we came, we, we had a special speaker for three or four days, and, and it was a great, normally, evangelist speaker that was able to get people to move. And when maybe the pastor's not his best character, you know, I, I'm not great at, at getting people sometimes to move forward, right? But that's their job. That's what they've come in. They have a gift for that, and they bring them in just so not because for anything other than they want people to have the move of God within them. They, sometimes you've got to have someone to say, are you ready to take the next step in your walk with God? And sometimes just a different voice helps with that to be able to take that next step in your walk with God. Others, revival has to be a God-started manifest thing that would come and that His Spirit is known and seen in a different way, that it can't be something that's scheduled. You know, we used to schedule revivals. But that's one of the things that was, in all honesty, is beautiful. That's one of the reports that I have for you. How it started, it wasn't organized. It wasn't scheduled. It was because people had a heart and desire to come to know him more. That they had a heart and desire to confess to their brothers and sisters their struggles. That they shared, that they allowed themselves to be lifted up in the prayers of their brothers and sisters around an altar. And guess what? When that happens, people get hungry. Now, when we went, we didn't know was there going to be, because guess what? There's lots of different churches. There's lots of different thoughts. There's lots of different things. We didn't know what we would see, if there's going to be just singing, just prayers, messages for 24 hours a day. We were there for about three and a half, four hours probably. But even outside, we stood outside for an hour and a half in the rain to go in and experience something we had no idea what it was going to be. And you know, I don't know if you've heard, but we weren't the only ones. There were people that waited some days three or four hours just to get inside a building. There was nothing special about that building. Nothing any different than the gym that we set in now that is our sanctuary. Nothing is different. God is no more present in that place than he is right here. But what was different people were hungry and they were seeking they'd asked for revival so guess what when they hear that it's somewhere i'm glad they went you know what i found that people got when they went there they got for what they got what they sought that we went and we sat down and and guess what there was singing going on we were there for like said three and a half hours we had three different groups that came up and sang they didn't even know what the others were singing because there was one time one switched to the other in 15 minutes they sang the same song that the other had finished on or was had done recently it wasn't about the performance it was about just being together fellowshipping worshiping in all honesty and i know i've preached about this before but i, I felt like that we were getting a glimpse of what we see in Revelation. We get a glimpse of what it will be like that we will be surrounding the throne of God. We will be surrounding a slaughtered lamb singing in worship together. And it's a beautiful picture, and I think we got to see a little bit of that. 
and we had some people you know, there was freedom that we talk about and we want there was freedom some were standing hands up there were some around the altar they were praying there were some that were sitting and praying there was some when i first got there i don't know why i just you know i wanted to be open i just sat there and i got that feeling of revelation you know i just sat there and i started reading revelation i got through a couple chapters and I put it down, and I, I'm not reading more into this than is there, but I'll tell you, it was interesting. I got done, and I'll read this part to you. I finished the first time with chapter 5, read 1 through 5, and it says, verse 9, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God. Persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on earth. Now, I don't know if any of you know a song called Is He Worthy? I'm not... Sometimes you just wonder, is your, is, your, is your pastor really telling you the truth? I hope you believe me. And my wife could attest this. You might not believe me, but I know that you'll believe her, right? I sat this down. I said, you know, it's probably time to stand and sing. I stood up. And what song did they start singing? Is he worthy? It says, is he worthy? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who who died to ransom the slave. And if you read the rest of that that I had read, it is the exact scripture that's pulled from that. And Andrew Peterson wrote that. And Chris Tomlin, some might know that version. And Shane and Shane. There's different ones that have sung that. It is a powerful song. So something's going on. And you know what? At that moment, I sat down and was like, guess what I'm probably preaching on Sunday? Guess what I'm preaching today? It's not that. That was for me. That's the question I needed answered that day. Is he worthy? You bet he is. Does he love me? You bet he does. Did he give me what I sought? You bet he did not because something special there it's because it's not what was going on there it's what what we brought to that place when you bring hungry people when you just start an ember that's what they did there and that's what i want to celebrate what they did they were just honest they were obedient and they 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 just started something so when people come there it's great and you know what i I really do this is a testimony it's not purely a sermon like i said i i want to give credit to to asbury university they did an amazing job at managing this first of all they stayed out of the way (laughs) when we tried to do it ourselves they, they stayed out of the way they allowed the students because it started with them they did the music. They didn't bring anybody else. Uh, Chip and I were talking this morning. Carrie Job, many of you know that musician, came in, but she didn't come in to sing. She came in to experience. She's probably more famous, probably better musically, could have got up there. That's not what it's about. 
They had other speakers that came in that honestly, I would, I told you I'm skeptical. I would question their motivations. They wanted a platform to prop themselves up and, and to allow their agenda to become it. And they said, no, you, they didn't say don't come, but you can set where everybody else is setting. You're not getting that platform. This is about Jesus. This is about God. So I don't care if we don't agree with, guess what, we were there. There were a lot of different people represented, a lot of different doctrine, a lot of different theology. And you know what? I didn't have one conversation about any of that when I was there. I worshiped the God that loves me. The person next to me, when we went upstairs, we went to a couple different places and said, I don't know what was going on in his life, but he, up in the balcony, went down to his knees, was praying, and it was, there was nobody else in that room, I believe, to him, but except him and God. He met with his creator, and he got with what he sought. So I was sad a little bit for one reason. I was sad because for all these people to be seeking so heartily for God means that I don't think they were fully experiencing where they're at. That they felt they needed to go. We have people, this was during the middle of the day. There have been, th- this place seats between twelve and 1,500 people. There are lines around the building for people who were hungry. They put up things. We heard people give testimony. We heard them read scripture. We actually saw people being saved at the altar. The people that said that didn't happen, that did. We saw that. We saw scripture. We heard the gospel. We saw response. We saw people at the altar. That's your first-hand account, right? That's why we believe Jesus was re- resurrected because we have people that said they saw it and they were willing to die for it. I saw those things. I didn't see anything odd, weird. You know what? And even if I did, there were still good things that could happen. People want God and the fact that people were willing to take off work in this day and age that people just don't sacrifice much of anything for the things of God it seems like people took off work during the day during the night this was going on and they went and they put those aside and they met with God That's exciting, that's encouraging, but that's sad that they had to go there to do that. And at the same time, I was encouraged because, you know what, and Chrissy may feel differently a little bit on this, but I think we're we're on the same page. I I just don't want to speak for her. That's a good good, uh, marital advice for anybody that's getting married. Don't speak for your spouse. There's some that wrote that they came in and it felt like the Holy of Holies. That it was holy. They wanted to take their shoes off. And that's fine. That may be what they expect. That's fine. I didn't get that feeling. And that was okay. You know the feeling I got? I got the same feeling when I'm in here worshiping with my brothers and sisters in Christ in Corey, Indiana. I love what we have here. Just as I thought I saw, I got a glimpse of what worship will be like. I feel like it's the same glimpse that I get here. Be encouraged, church. We do some things really well. 
They had people that were up there just worshiping, just singing, just playing. There was no fancy, like I said, some people have noted, and it's absolutely true, there were no, the lights were on. There are no dark stages, there's no smoke, there's no, and not that God can't show up in those places too, absolutely he can. The carpet was old, the sanctuary was old. The crowd was diverse. The crowd had older, younger, everybody came. There were no agendas. And when there were agendas, they were pushed aside and allowed the focus to be on God. When they came, they just wanted to sing. There was, there was no electric. They, they just had a piano, an acoustic guitar, a drum box, and somebody singing. doesn't mean it has to be that way. But it does mean they were trying to just allow God to be the focus. And it was beautiful. And you know what? There might have been people there that disagreed with me on, on doctrine and theology. We didn't have those conversations, like I said. It was about God. It was about exalting. It was about overcoming fear. It was about finding victories at an altar. It was about fellowshipping with brothers and sisters. It was beautiful. That doesn't mean that we are endorsing everything, but I still, honestly, I didn't see anything concerning. And my heart was truly warmed. It was truly in the moment, but it just didn't feel any different than I'm with you. That was encouraging. And I want you to be encouraged in that. I'm going to read Psalm 34, just a few comments in there. Like I said, it's a little different and and. And I don't want us to get caught up on that. I just, uh, I, I pray that I, I was obedient in my testimony. I have a few other comments. Psalm 34, in the Psalm of David. I will extort, extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice glorify the lord with me let us exalt his name together i think some of those people hadn't been together with brothers and sisters in that way in a long time i don't know that but that's why you get hungry because you've been starving i sought the lord and he answered me he delivered me from all my fears I really think that was a lot of what was going on as people were seeking out of their hunger. And when they sought him, they found him even in Wilmore, Kentucky. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. We have a God that is victorious. We have a God that, I tell you, he has victory over shame for us when we would come to know him come to follow him and come to love him this poor man called and the lord heard him he saved him out of all his troubles i am that poor man the angel of the lord encamps around those that fear him and he delivers him this is the part that i do see down there this encampment people i'm telling you they were gathered they stayed there they were willing to wait they were patient they were patient with each other you have a stand in the line in the rain and people guess what they were giving each other their umbrellas they were waiting and they were having them come closer to them we don't like people being close to us but if we were allowing people to come closer to us so that they could get out of the rain there was just a different heart and a different spirit than we see in the world because 
they, they felt that God was around them, so oh now I gotta I gotta mind myself. No, it was really that their spirit had been changed, their spirit aligned with him. They wanted the things of him. The angel of the Lord encamps around those that fear him. Guess what? If we love, we fear, we have reverence, we show that here. Guess what? He encamps with us right here in Cory, Indiana. Right here at Cory Community Church that he encamps with us. And he delivers us. Then probably my favorite verses 8 through 10 in this scripture if, you, if you're a highlighter and underliner, these are really good ones. I didn't have to highlight this one. It already was in my says, Taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. People were finally seeking refuge in the right things. That is what is beautiful is they were willing to go put aside the busyness of this world to take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you, his holy people. For those who fear him, guess what? They lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Wow. There is hope in the word of the Lord. Come, my children. Listen to me. I think that's what people finally understood. I think that's some people that heard, well, if we go there, they wanted to come. It's not because they want Jesus. They want his spirit to be flamed with inside of them, to grow within them. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. It does matter what we do. There's a reason that a lot of times these things come from confession. And I think I said it last week. Guess what? It feels good to confess even when we're scared of it, we're anxious about it. I've never, as I repeat from last week, I've never confessed and then felt bad. There's a freeing nature in that. And I think a lot of people were freed from things. And guess what? You get excited for that. There was excitement there. It was emotional, but it wasn't overly emotional. It was emotional, but it wasn't emotionalism. There's, you're going to have, there was joy, there was people crying. But the, it was just a reverent peace with the Spirit of God. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. I do believe that because they were gathered, because they came, because they continued to come, because they were excited about that, guess what? We were crying out for the things of God. I think, guess what? I think God heard something going on there. Amen? But I think he hears it when we do the same thing here. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. We have truth. We have judgment. We do need to come to Him. We do need to accept His forgiveness. We do need to ask for it, to recognize who we are. There is an important part of the gospel that is a part of our walk with Christ, right? We do have to come to know that we need a Savior, that we cannot do it on our own. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted 
and saves those who are crushed in spirit. But he doesn't leave them like that. He does not leave us brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. As long as we have that heart, that broken heart for those that still need to find that same thing that we have found. He will build that spirit within us. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Some will say that as a, a foreshadowing of Christ. Some say that's very symbolic, because obviously that does not mean, just as a side note, it does mean if, if you've had a broken bone that you don't, aren't righteous and don't believe in God. That's, that would be a misreading, an overly literal reading of that. Evil will slay the wicked, and the foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. And the last verse, no one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. That's what revival is about. I am rooting for every one of those that went. I pray they received what they sought the renewing and encouragement of heart. I pray that they receive salvation. I pray that they received the Spirit of God in them in a new way because guess what? They must be wanting. That's what I want. When I went down, I wasn't just out of curiosity. It wasn't just to be able to report to you. It's, you know what? I don't want to miss an opportunity for God to speak to me. That is who we are called to be, to have open ears, open minds, open hearts to whatever He would speak to us. Don't waste opportunities. But if you seek him, guess what? The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. That's encouraging. That's promise. His spirit is alive within us, his church today. You didn't have to go down there to experience that. I'm going to invite musicians to come at this time and be closing. And like I said, I know it's a little bit more of a testimony than a, a sermon today. I, I pray that that's okay. I pray that you are encouraged. We still hear the word of God. and I pray that you would even take time this week to look up. Is he worthy? Listen to it a couple of times. Be encouraged by it. Know that those promises are true. I needed to hear that. That part was for me. Because he is worthy. Just as we should be rooting for all of those and for it to be a true outpouring of the Spirit of God. I know that God is rooting for us. He wants nothing more than to let his presence encamp around you to give you refuge to give you strength to give you encouragement to give you what you need your god knows what you need so today as we sing in the back of your minds go to god seek his refuge seek him for what you need and i pray he has good for you i know that he has good for you would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray that we have encountered you here today. We pray every time that we open our minds to you, 
be it in a worship service, be it at a revival, be it on our couch at home, be it on a bus with someone that we don't know, that we allow you and your presence to be fully known. We pray that if we need a new spark within us, that your spirit may just truly overtake all that we do and become part of us in a new way, Lord. We pray an openness in this church, in these people, in myself, God. We pray that openness to you in all things. Be alive in this church. Be alive in the revival within our hearts. Let us not only continue to ask for it, but let us be a part of it. Let us understand the revival is not what we go to, but as we allow, what, it is what we allow within our hearts to be present. An openness and obedience to the will of the one that loves us. May we continue to align our hearts and our minds with you May we continue to be moved wherever we are by the power and the spirit of you. We love you this day, and we know without a shadow of a doubt the great love that you have for us. And for that, we are grateful, and we do say you are worthy, and we love you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray.